Okay. Right. Welcome once again to the Bible study group. This is our second session of um, studying um, the Bible. In the first session, we, we did the historical background of the Bible and we talked about, um, you know, how the Bible was written, how many um, books is contained in the Bible, how long it took to compile the Bible. And we talked also about um, the attitude, the heart attitude that we need in order to be able to be receptive to what the scriptures are saying to us. And we did a little bit about um, John's gospel. We explained about um, John's gospel, the reason why he wrote his gospel, and also um, why and how he divided his gospel into three parts. That is the first part, which is about the, the deity of Jesus and the ministry of John the Baptist. And the second part of his um, gospel was about um, his ministry on earth. And then the third one was about his private ministry to his disciples. So today, the second session, we are going to study the deity of Jesus and the testimony of John the Baptist, the testimony of John the Baptist, okay? As we said previously, you know, in the Bible, there are four accounts of the life and ministry of Jesus. There's four accounts. And altogether, these four accounts are called the Gospels. They are called the Gospels. We have the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Mark, and we have the Gospel of Luke, and then we have the Gospel of John. So we have um, did a little bit of background of uh, who John was. John was one of the disciples of um, the 12 disciples of Jesus. So out of the 12 disciples of Jesus, John the Baptist was the first disciples to understand, you know, the divine nature of Jesus. He was the first. So let's turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 1. That's what we're going to be looking at today. So if you can open your Bible to John, chapter 1. We're going to be studying, uh, hopefully, the whole of um, chapter 1. So I will read it. Right, John chapter 1, verse 1, which begins in, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That, that was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world okay he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him the world did not know him so what is john saying to us here 
you know, John began his gospel by introducing Jesus as the word, as the word of God. Okay, so what does it mean for a person to be a word? What does it mean? Okay, he started by saying in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Okay, so John understood who Jesus was in the spirit. He understood who Jesus was in the spirit. So he had a divine revelation of the deity of Jesus. He had a divine revelation. He understood that all visible creation, you know, all visible creation had come into existence through the spoken word, through the spoken word of God. Okay. So that, that is, you know, through the expression, through the expression of an idea through expression of an idea or a thought or a will. So that was how God created the universe. Okay, he created the universe through the word he spoke. But that word was a thought he had in his mind. He, had, he first had that thought in his mind and then he spoke it out. He spoke it out. And that word gave life. That was the word that created the light. So he created the light. You know, when I was um, writing my first book, The Salvation Story, I came across um, a Russian scientist, a Russian scientist, and they were doing experiments on how words create light. That when you speak a spoken word, when it leaves, the energy of that, of that word creates light. So this was what happened at creation. When God spoke, let there be light. That word itself created light, okay? So what was God doing at the beginning? He was expressing his thoughts. He was expressing his thoughts in words. The thought of light came into his mind because the, the universe was in darkness and God himself is light. He is light. He dwells in an unapproachable light, okay? So he saw this darkness, and the first thing that came to his mind, I must create light. Let there be light. Okay. So when he said, let there be light, and there was light, he was speaking words, and creation was being formed through his words. Creation was being formed through his words. So this is how he turned an earth that was without form. It was void and was in darkness. So you know, creation heard God's words. Creation is our life. The earth we live in is our life. It's like a womb. He hears our voice. He hears our vibration. He hears the energy we release. This was the reason why, you know, in Genesis, when Cain killed Abel, God said to Cain, your brother's voice, I can hear your brother, your blood, your brother's blood crying out from the earth. Everything God created have life in it. Even the, the things we look at, you know, even the, the trees, the wood, they have life. There is life in it. There is life. And they speak to the one that creates them, that created them. They speak. Even the wind, you know, speaks to God. So creation heard God's word and it obeyed. It obeyed and created the light God wanted it to create. So when you think about it, a person's word is, is like a, a container, a container that carries what they have thought of in their mind. 
you know, what they have thought of. And that thought is a seed, okay? The thought itself is a seed that needs to be planted. So God planted his word in a universe that was in darkness. And what, what was the, the word of God carrying? It was carrying the seed of light. It was also carrying the seed of life because it's in light that you see life, okay? So, you know, so the seed that needed to be planted was planted in a fertile soil and for it to germinate and produce fruit, you know? So remember in proverb, I think from proverb 18, 21, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. That is the power of our word. Our word can produce life and our word can produce death, okay? So whatever seed your word is carrying, that's the seed it will produce. If your word is carrying the seed of death, that is when you speak negative, when you speak curses, those are the, the seed of death. That's what exactly what it will create. But if your word carries life, God's word carries life. This is the reason the Bible keeps telling us to meditate, to renew our mind with the word of God. Because when you continuously renew your mind with the word of God, and when you speak, is what you have inside your spirit is what will come out. Is what you come out. So you need to put it in. So our words as seed carries the idea that will produce a fruit for us. It will produce a fruit for us. It's either a good or a bad fruit, depending on the type of fruit we have planted. Okay. So when the word comes out of our mouth, it becomes a separate entity, you know, a separate entity in the sense that it becomes a seed, a seed that will grow something. But the original thought to speak that word came from our mind. This is the idea John was trying to express, okay? The idea he was trying to express with the statement and the word was with God and the word was God, okay? So what John was saying is that the word God spoke originally was with God. So it came from in him. So it is him, it is part of him. The word he spoke is part of him. He is the, the word itself. So it was this word which God expressed that gave life and created light. Okay. So John understood the divine nature of Jesus. He understood this from his words. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. He is in the beginning there with God. Because as a word, he was with God. Because it's God that spoke it. So whatever word that comes from you is you. That's part of you. That's who you are. So this is why you can actually judge a person through the words they speak. You can judge what is inside a person through what comes out of their mouth. Okay? So whatever words you speak is part of you. That is you. It's part of you. So he is the beginning there. No, Jesus was there in the beginning with God. You know, the mighty creator. It is the same creator who spread his light throughout the whole universe. So when he spoke that word, the light just spread. He spread the whole thing throughout the universe and covered the darkness with light. 
and created the earth and created the earth. So the earth was without form and void and darkness was in the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So then God said, let there be light. And there was light. This is in Genesis. So what John is actually saying, he is he's comparing the creation with Genesis. He's starting from Genesis because when Jesus came, he's trying, he came to create a new reality. He came into a world that was in darkness. So God himself decided as the word to form, to take the form of a human being. So it was his word that took the form of a human being. And that human being was Jesus. That human being was Jesus. Am I making any sense? Eh? Oh, um, I don't know. Yes, I think so. yes, yes. Anyway, have your questions. Have your questions. So, with questions, we can always clarify because some, you know, these, these um, John's, because John is speaking from a place of spirituality. And this is with uh, the normal intelligence and with the normal mind, you will not be able to understand it. But, you know, when you, you grasp hold of it, when you grasp the spiritual, um, element of it, you will be able to understand it. As we continue to read this um, John's gospel, I think that will become a lot more clear. Okay? So God spread his light through the universe with his word in order to awaken life. Okay, So the word, as we said, carries a seed. And that seed, if you have the seed of life, it will create life. So God's word had the seed of life. And as I said before, words create light, especially positive light, positive words. Positive words create light. And within light, there is life. This is why the Bible tells us that Jesus is the light of the world because light gives life. Okay. Darkness is death. Darkness is death. Okay. It is this word who felt the need to clothe itself in a human form. So it was the word of God, the thought God thought of, and then spoke it and he became a human being. He became Jesus because Jesus is the light he spoke out and gave life to the whole universe. So this is why, you know, the Bible tells us that everything was created through him. Everything was created through him. So Jesus, what was the aim, um, the point of Jesus coming to this earth? Jesus came as a human being. That is the word the Father God spoke and Jesus, you know, and Jesus came about. Jesus himself is God. Okay. So he came to give us spiritual light, spiritual light. That is also spiritual life. And this life is a personal life, is a, is, is, is a, a personal relationship to get us out of the darkness that we are in. Because, the, the, you know, before God created the earth, the earth was in darkness. And then he spoke and life was then created. Life then created. So when he, he then created the earth, he then put Adam and Eve in the garden. He created humans, as you have read in book of Genesis. You know, he created them because he wanted um, a, a human that is in his own image to have a, a relationship with, to have 
you know, a close relationship with. But when they fell, when they disobeyed him, darkness came back. Darkness came back into the souls of humans. Okay. So when God then, you know, spoke the word, when he then incarnated in the form of Jesus, he, the point of him coming to this earth is to bring light back into the darkened soul of humans, into our spirit that has been separated from God. Okay. So that is, uh, that is the reason Jesus came to bring us out of the darkness that we're in, out of the darkness that we're in. So that is us. We were, those who are not believers, those who are not believers are still in that darkness. But those who are believers, the light is now residing inside of them. So we have a new life. This is why the, the scripture will say that those who are in Christ Jesus are a new creation. We are a new creation because he has brought a new life to us. We are no longer in darkness. We are now, you know, in the light. His light, because he is the light. He is the light of the world. If you remove Jesus, if you remove the spirit of God from this world, the world will go back into darkness. The world will go back into darkness. And then, and what is darkness? Darkness is hell. That is the devils having their own um, way. Okay. So because the light is still within us, we still have a sense of, we can see what is right and what is wrong because of that light. Okay. So John's words prove his deep understanding of Jesus's teaching and his mission. John was able to understand the spiritual aspect of who Jesus was. Okay. He testified of his divine nature, his love and his creation, as well as how he was not recognized by the world that he created. Okay. Jesus came in this world. He came to the Jews, but the Jews did not recognize him. But this is the person the Jews had been searching for. They've been reading in their Torah about the Messiah coming. They've been reading it, but they did not recognize him when he came. Why? Because they had a different idea, you know, their, their, their perception of how the Messiah is going to come and what they're going, what he's going to do is totally different from how God plans his, um, his own thing. This is why the Bible tells us that, you know, God's thought is a lot higher than ours. Okay. So there's no point we trying to figure out, you know, God's, what, what God is thinking about. You can only do that when you read his scriptures. His, his, this word, the Bible is his thought. It's God's thought. So when you read God's thought, you are getting God's thought into your mind, into your mind. Okay, into your mind. So before Jesus appeared on the scene amongst the Jewish people, the hearts and the minds of the people had to be prepared to receive him. This is the testimony of John the Baptist. Okay, so this is what um, um, John the Evangelist was writing about. John the Baptist was sent to come and prepare the minds of the Jews, the people in order for them to be able to receive Jesus, okay? So this first chapter deals with John the Baptist, who is a forerunner and a preacher, was sent to pave the way for the coming of the Jewish Messiah. He came to prepare their mind because the coming of Jesus had to be, 
you know, some like um, Isaiah prophesied that there will be, you know, there will be um, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, making, you know, says, make straight the ways of the Lord. So God sent John the Baptist ahead to prepare the people for their Messiah. But because the people, they have had their own mindset of, of how they expected the Messiah to be. So they weren't prepared to receive the message John came to bring to them. They weren't prepared to, to receive that. So John's assignment was to draw the attention of the Jewish people to Jesus' coming and to prepare the heart for his teaching to prepare their heart for his teaching. So God sent John the Baptist as the awakener, the preparer of the hearts, the hearts of the Jewish people to make them, you know, to make their hearts receptive for something greater, for something greater than himself. Because if we continue to read the scripture, like, like here, verse nine, it says, that's, you know, that, that, let's read from verse eight. It says, he was not, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. This is John the Baptist saying that he wasn't the light. Okay. His only job is to bear witness of the light. So that was the true light, which gives, which gives light to every man coming into the world. So every soul, every spirit, that comes into the world, Jesus gives them light. What is that light? That light is your spirit, is your human spirit, your conscience. That is the light, okay? So remember, in the scriptures, when, when a, a, a human being is being born, the spirit enters the woman's womb as a light, so that is the spirit, the light, the, the, the spirit itself is, is, is light. So when it enters the woman's um, womb, that is where it then forms the soul and the flesh. Okay. So it's Jesus that gives us our human spirit when we are being placed in our mother's womb. So he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. Okay. So when Jesus came, he came to the people he gives life to when before they are born. But when he came to them, they did not know him. They did not know him because the, the, the idea and the perception of a Messiah, they were imagining a very kingly Messiah. He's supposed to be a king and he's supposed to be born, you know, in a, 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 you know, in a, a castle. He was supposed to be very wealthy because he's the one who was supposed to um, deliver them from the bondage of Rome. But when Jesus came, they didn't recognize their Messiah. So John is saying his job was to come and prepare them so they would be able to recognize their Messiah. But they didn't. Okay, but here he did say in verse 11, he then said he came to his own and his own did not receive him. That is the Jewish people did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Okay. So for those who did receive him, like you and I, 
we received the message of his gospel. Once we received it, we are now children of God. And how are we children of God? He says, who were born not of blood. We are not born of blood. It's not, we are not born of flesh and blood. That is the life he has given us. It's not of flesh and blood. It's a spiritual life he has given us. He has given us a spiritual life. And this life is not of our own will. It's not of flesh. It's not of flesh, nor of the will of man. It's not the will of man, but of God. It's God that willed for us to become children of God. Okay. So this is the reason the Bible tells us that, uh, you know, unless God's spirit draws you to Jesus, you, you will not give your life to Jesus. So it's the spirit of God that draws us. That is the life he has given us. Okay, so when the, you know, when the Jewish people came to ask uh, John the Baptist, was he, is he the Messiah? And he said, no. Is he uh, Elijah? He said, no. And then they asked him, who are you then? Are you the prophet? He said, no. And then he then says, he then, then verse 22, he then says to, the, to, to them, who are you that we may give an account and answer to those who sent us? That is the, the Levites, the priests, and the, pri and the um, priests came from Jerusalem where John the Baptist was baptizing people. So why was he baptizing them? He was baptizing them in water to prepare them. You know, before in the Jewish culture, before you go into the um, synagogue, you need to do your ceremonial wash. Okay, so their righteousness, they, they feel by being clean outwardly. That is how you will get into heaven. So what John was doing was external baptism. And then when this priest came to ask him, who are you? And he said to them, he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. So this making straight the way of the Lord is prepare your heart for the Lord, for the Messiah you have been expecting. Prepare your heart. Okay, prepare your heart for him. And then as the, as the prophet Isaiah prophesied, you know, so John was uh, the answer, the prophecy Isaiah gave almost, uh, I think, 700 years before the birth of Jesus. So that John was that one crying in the wilderness, okay? So John answered them saying, they, they asked him, why are you then baptizing? Because when Jesus, when the uh, Messiah come, they're expecting him to be, did, be, to be the one that cleanses them. But they're still expecting um, outward cleansing, but not spiritual cleansing. They did not understand the spirituality that involved in, in Jesus coming and what John the Baptist was doing. So the baptism John the Baptist was doing, he was doing an outward external baptism. And then he, he met Jesus, when Jesus comes, he is the one who, who's going to give us the spiritual baptism of the Holy Spirit. But first of all, Jesus baptized John spiritually. That was the reason John was able to recognize who Jesus was. Okay, let's read um, here where it says, where it says, here it says, yeah, in verse 30, 
in, let's read from 39, no, from 38. It says, these things were done in, Beth, in, in Bethibra, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. Jesus was before John spiritually, in the spirit. John understood that. John understood that Jesus was God. Okay. So he said, I did not know him, but that, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I come baptizing with water. And then John bore witness saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and he remained on him. So before John actually baptized Jesus with the water, the external baptism, Jesus, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of God baptized John himself in the spirit. So he will be able to identify Jesus in the spirit. That was why he said here, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So John needed to have his spiritual eyes open first before he can able to identify Jesus in the spirit. So this is the reason when he baptized Jesus, he then saw the dove. You know, the dove is a, um, is a symbol of spiritual innocence. It's a symbol of spiritual innocence. So when the dove landed on Jesus and remained, that is how John was able to identify Jesus the Messiah. Okay? That was how he was able to identify him. So that was his um, job to identify Jesus. And I have seen and identified that this is the son of God. That was his main mission on this earth. Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples and looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus because the two disciples now identified the master. So once they've identified the master who is Jesus, there's no point staying with the servant. John is the servant. Now the servant has identified the master. So the correct thing to do is now to follow the master. And this is exactly what the scriptures is saying to us because he came to give us life. And our, um, our work and our duty is when we identify who he is, then to follow him. Okay. So these are what all the servants, like we are all John's. The servants of God are all John's. We have John the Baptist. We have John the Evangelist. We are all John's. Once we have been able, you know, once Jesus has baptized us in his spirit, and then we are now connected with him spiritually, he reveals things to us, things to teach those who are not yet fully baptized in his spirit. Okay. So, this is what uh, the first chapter of John, um, John's gospel was about. Was, uh, you know, he, he talked about the deity of Jesus. He was the word that, G that God spoke at the beginning of creation. 
the word himself closed himself in, in human form and came to us. He is the one that gives us life, you know, life, spiritual life. Even when we are coming in our, in our mother's womb, he's the one that gives us our spirit. Our spirit is the light, you know. So remember, there's a scripture in Proverbs that says, the, the spirit of man is the lamp of God. So it's through our spirit that God can then communicate with us because without our spirit, we cannot communicate with God. So the, 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 the light God gives us is our human spirit at our birth. Okay. So he created the whole universe. He gave the universe life, you know, and then when he came to bring us out of darkness, we did not recognize him. That was why we needed John the Baptist and John the evangelist. That's why we need men and women of God to be able to identify Jesus to others. Okay, so that was the first chapter of, um, of John. But if we continue to read on, we, let's continue anyway. Let's say from verse 37, um, it says the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and seeing them following them following said to them, what do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which is to say, when translated, teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. Okay, so they remained with him. And from there, you see how they connected his their, their brothers, like Andrew, like Peter. They connected, you know, like Nathanael. They're all connected to, um, um, to Jesus. Jesus. They saw Jesus as the master, as the Messiah, and then they followed him. And that's it. So that is the first chapter of uh, John, the first chapter of John's gospel. That is, uh, if you don't take anything from here, what you should remember is that John identified Jesus as God and he identified him as the one that gave us life. And when he did come to, um, to the world he created, the human beings he created did not recognize him. Okay, so these two people, these two Johns, first of all, John the Baptist, his job was to pave the way and prepare the people to be receptive to Jesus. And then John the uh, disciple was the first disciple that was able to understand the, um, the deity of Jesus, the divine nature of Jesus. That was probably why uh, he always referred himself as the, uh, the disciple Jesus loved most. <laughs> because Jesus knew that John knew him spiritually. But the other disciples, they knew, they knew him as the truth. You know, they knew him in the flesh, but not in the spirit. But John knew him in the spirit. And that's a, there's a lot of difference when you know God in the spirit than when you know him just with your mind. There's a lot of difference. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope I haven't bored you too much. <laughs> right. Any, any questions? I know it's, it's um, the first chapter of John. It's a bit um, hard to understand, but uh, when you dig at it and dig at it and the Holy Spirit interprets it for you, it's a, a little bit better. 
So is there anything you want to clarify, something you did not fully understand? Uh, from, from my own end, it was breaking most of the time. It would go, go out of connection, come back, you know, breaking. But I was able to, you know, follow uh, what you were saying. And um, I can say I understand the John the Baptist himself even better now. Uh, why he was so close to, to Christ himself was because of that knowing Christ in the spirit. That's the difference between him and other disciples and hence the, the closeness. Mm. Uh, he keeps carrying himself as the one that, you know, that is loved most. And it's mm. actually um, true from what I have learned today. That is John the Evangelist. You know, John, John the Evangelist, the, you know, there's two Johns, John the Baptist and John the Evangelist. John the Evangelist is the disciple. Yeah, I'm talking about the disciple, the evangelist. Yeah. Yes. And then the John the Baptist himself, the forerunner, mm -hmm. uh, was at baptism in Christ and he recognized that God opened his eyes to see the divinity of Christ in, in himself. Yes. So um, it's a good... I am actually happy that I attended this lesson because I, I learned more about the two Johns, the evangelist and then the um the forerunner. Yeah. John the Baptist. Mm. Yes. Mm. If you don't take anything out of um this uh, this session, one thing I would like you to take out is that the words we speak are very powerful. Okay. Yes. The words yes. we speak because God created the world we live in out of spoken word. Our word carries yeah. seeds. You know, okay. you know, for me, usually I used to have problem with this uh, Trinity of God, but you've been able to explain it from another angle. You know, where where you say uh, God the the Son, God the Father, and God the Spirit. Mm. But today you've actually opened you know a different perspective to it so it's quite yeah. interesting uh -huh. yeah let me let me give you another angle to it okay you know the trinity we ourselves we human beings are trinity uh -huh. because when god said he created us in his image remember uh -huh. god the father you can say that god the father is our spirit okay okay you know and God, the Holy Spirit, is our soul. And God, the Son, is our flesh because he appeared in the flesh. Okay. 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 So the soul itself, without our soul, we cannot do anything. We cannot comprehend anything. And without the Holy Spirit, we cannot understand anything. We cannot understand anything concerning God. The Holy Spirit is the power. And remember, our soul carries the will. Our soul is okay. the one that carries the Definitely. will. You know, is the you can say our soul is the factory of our being. The same okay. thing with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the power base of the Trinity. Without the power base, God cannot function. So this is why Jesus said he's going to go and then send the Holy Spirit. Because the work of the Holy Spirit is to convict us of, you know, unbelief, doubt unrighteousness so it's his work okay. that is the holy spirit now this is the dispensation of the holy spirit the holy spirit is the one on earth now like jesus in the body came in the body 
2,000 years ago, did what he needed to do, and then he went back. And when he went back, he sent his spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus, okay? And okay. he came back as a spirit. Now he is functioning on this earth as a spirit, but not in the body anymore. Because as a spirit, he can do more than what he did when he was in a bodily form. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then, and then God, God the Father, God the Father, he is the supreme. Like our spirit is the supreme. Our spirit needs to control everything else. Our spirit will control the soul, control the body, if we allow it. That is how God the Father is. He's the sovereign, supreme um, being of every um, thing that exists. But these are all one. They are one. Like we mm -hmm. are one. Spirit, soul, and body. They're not oh. different. Okay. Okay. Mm. okay. 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 Well, you're okay. saying that we are just like the Trinity itself, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know? You know, some people... Some people, they will come, when they're worshiping, they will separate, they will separate the Holy Spirit. They think the Holy Spirit is separate from God the Father and God the Son. Like before, what I used to do, I will, I, when I'm in the morning, when I get up, I will say, good morning, Father. I will say, good morning, Holy Spirit. And I'll say, good morning, Jesus. And then Jesus said to me, no, the Holy Spirit is one. He is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That is not one. He's not a separate human being. He's, he's, he is the spirit itself. It's him. It's like how you have a spirit. Okay? And you so have a body. He's, 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 so it's more like manifestations. Yes. Uh, Jesus Christ manifested in flesh. Yes. Uh, God manifested yes. in flesh. Uh, okay, yes. I get it. And they're manifested in the spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Yeah. But all these three, all these two came from the Father. This is the Father himself manifesting as Jesus, manifesting as the Holy Spirit. That is the Father. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's, that, that, that's, that's what it is, you know? So because when in the garden, if there was no sin and Adam and Eve did not fall, they did not fall, we as their children... We'll be having fellowship with the Father. We will have internal life in our fleshy body. Without having that, we'll be, this our fleshy body will become so spiritual, and that is the resurrected body we're going to get. You know, during when Jesus comes, that was why He had to drive them out of the garden so they will not eat from the tree of life. Because if they eat from the tree of life, it, they will they will live forever in their sin. Okay, they will live forever in their sin. So that's why I had to drive them out and put an angel there so they will not touch the tree of life. Jesus is the tree of life. So he came to give us life. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, when you when you start reading the scripture a bit more, you know, when you get this information and you start digesting it and asking the Holy Spirit to help you, it will help you to, you know, mm -hmm. understand. In the next session, in two weeks' time, we're going to look at Jesus' uh, earthly miracles, earthly ministry, and that will be from um, chapter 2, I think chapter 2 to 21, I think. So if you can read that, and then if, if you have any questions, we'll just jot it down, and then we can 
you know, discuss it a bit more. All right. Chapter one. Okay. Is that yeah, from chapter two to um man born blind, Jesus the shepherd, praise his Nazareth. Okay, chapter two to thirteen. Okay. Okay. Chapter two to thirteen, that's what that's what um we'll be looking at in the next session. And if you do have any questions, please do write them down because I did say if I don't know it, I can always go and do some research, read up some commentaries and um, figure out the thing. So how are you, Chid? How are you? Are you okay? Um, I'm getting better. Yes. I'm getting better. Um, it is yes. gradual though, you know, like I said last time, but Every yeah. day there is an improvement. That's that's changing. Good. That's mm. good. You know, the best healing, let me tell you, the best healing to get is the healing that takes a while. Because what he's doing, especially if you are in the word of God, what is the word that will actually heal you? Okay. So the more you are reading the word and meditating on the word, remember what we just talked about now. We said the word of God spoke and he created. It's the same thing. When we meditate on it and speak it out over our body, it creates. It creates. Okay. Yeah. And that is the best way to get your healing. Because when you get your healing through meditation of the word, what you're doing, you're increasing your faith. You know, remember, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. The more you hear the word, the more your faith is increasing. And the more your faith is increasing, you know, what faith is, faith is the force that connects with the power of God. And when your faith connects with the power of God, you receive what you're asking for. This is why mm -hmm. God said, without faith, you cannot please me. Because if you don't have the faith, you cannot connect with his power to release what you're asking for. Okay, and that faith okay. comes when you know his word. When you know his word, you know he has promised you healing. You stick with that word. He has promised it. God never goes back on his promises. If mm -hmm. God has promised you something and you don't get it, be, be assured that it is your faith that did not connect with his power to release what you're asking for. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. When you're asking God for something, when you grab a hold of a scripture, a promise, hold on to that promise, okay? Just like what Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, he said, when you pray, believe that you have received it. That time you pray is when you receive it, but your faith has to be worked on to release the energy that needs to connect with God's power to receive the answer. Do you understand? Okay. A lot yeah, of people do yeah. not receive what they're praying for because they didn't have the faith to connect to God's power for God to release that mm. thing. Okay. And okay. also the, the faith and things you yourself have to do. You need to make sure you're not bearing unforgiveness in your heart. You're not bearing mm. sin in your heart. These are the things that block people receiving their prayers. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, that is good. <laughs> people who have a sudden miracle and they receive their healing suddenly. And then after a while, they lose it because they didn't have the faith to hold on to it. Because the devil is always out there to steal what God has given you. And, you know, mm -hmm. when you're steady, 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 slowly, slowly, slowly receiving your healing, in the process, God is teaching you how to maintain it. Okay. He's teaching you how to maintain it because as you are digging in his word, digging in his word, your faith is increasing. And when you have faith, when you have faith in the word of God and you know and Amen. trust God, there's nothing the devil can do to you. Nothing. Amen. Nothing. Yeah. The devil steals Amen. from us because we don't know the word of God. We don't know the promises of God. We don't know what he has done for us. That's why the devil just come and steal. And we let him steal. <laughs> Hallelujah. But God is good. He's opening the eyes of his people, teaching them, you know, teaching them his word. And his word is good. It gives life. I'm so, I'm so grateful for his um, teaching. All right. So um, we have come to the end of today. It's eight o'clock now. So one hour is gone. So continue to, you know, if you have any questions, I keep saying questions. I like to answer questions. And it's through questions I explain things a lot better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right, you. then. Okay. Our next uh, session will be in two weeks' time. The last, probably the last Friday of this month, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for you know, honoring the group. So, yes, we're one, two, three, we're, we're, we're five, huh? Yeah, we'll yes. grow. We will grow. Yes. With God's grace, yes. we will grow. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Okay. So let's pray and close for tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Father, we give you praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Thank you, Father, for this gathering, for this um, study, Bible study this evening. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit will continue to use the words you have uh, um, ministered to us today to continue to minister to us and also minister so and give us a deeper understanding of what your word is actually saying to us. Father, we praise you and we worship you. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this honor to be able to study your words. And this we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, then. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, Daisy. Bye, kid. Bye-bye. Bye, Ma. I'll see you on Monday, Ma. Huh?